if it makes your 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 wiener kind of start feeling weird, that's kind of on you. I don't know. Chewaka Choo Choo, Wipna, insert credit. The relentlessly on-topic video game talk show where every topic must reach a consensus within six minutes or the panel will face unspeakable consequences. I'm Alex okay. Jaffe, and if I could add any piece of Sega music as a bonus soundtrack to the new OutRun game, it would be the Angel Island Zone theme from Sonic the Hedgehog 3. What uh, new OutRun game? Wow. Huh? Yeah, what new OutRun, Outrun game? game? No, there isn't, but if there oh, was okay. one, oh, I'd add okay, that. Okay, okay, Lord. Give me a goddamn heart attack, bro. Yeah. Uh, my name is Frank Cifaldi, and I'm really tired of being first with this. Uh, if I had <laughs> to add a piece of Sega music to a new Outrun game, was that the premise? That's it, yeah. Oh, no. Bonus track. One of those, like, Streets of Rage, like, like bar kind of chill jazz songs. Oh, maybe the song go Bar good in... from Streets of Rage 2? I don't know. Is it, is it called Bar? I have no idea. Yeah, it's called Bar. I don't know this nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Tim Rogers, and if I could add one piece of Sega Music as a bonus track to a new OutRun game, which unfortunately does not exist, Jerry. I would uh, I would choose... Eat, no, I was going to say Toot Toot Sonic Warrior from Sega CD's uh, Sonic nice. CD. That's too obvious. I'm going to go with You Know You Have to Survive, You Have to Keep the Dream Alive Heck yeah. by, the, by the man Richard Jacques from Sonic R. Is it Richard Jacques did that one? It's Jake's, but yeah. Richard Jake's? It actually is Jake's. Learn to pronounce your own French, big boy. Indeed. <laughs> And then can our editor add a, a like a big old butthole sound there when I say that? <laughs> we need we need some it's real shock him. jock sounds. Once it's I get Brandon my computer Sheffield, back. Uh, well, we'll oh, see yeah, if I am. Never I'm, mind. Like, go, go for it. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and uh, if I could add a piece of Sega music to uh, the, the upcoming OutRun, which I will create, it would be probably I'd add Mystic Cave Zone from Sonic 2 for like a... Uh-huh. Like an yeah. all drift mode where where it's it's kind of like it's, like it's it's nighttime and there's kind of some spooky vibes going on. That's what I do. Oh, maybe down tempo it a little bit and like yeah, like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, uh, joining us this week as our first guest since our triumphant 2020 return. Woo! You know her from her coverage of cutting edge video game and internet culture on Vice, or in times of old, a Twitch and YouTube collaborator with our own Tim Rogers. Please welcome oh. Gita Jackson. Oh no. Yo, what's up? My name's Gita Jackson, and if I had to add a piece of Sega music to a new Outrun game, uh, I just opened up the Wikipedia page for the music of Sega, which is from the uh, Mauritius Island in the Indian Ocean, which sounds like an incredibly fascinating genre of music. Okay. It also includes uh, a particular version of Sega called Sante Engage, and it is also a fusion music, uh, Sega like reggae mm. the founder of that genre sege he kaya this person was a marutian uh like a you know like a rasa type sort of person a, a political raconteur one might say who was arrested for smoking weed at one of his concerts and then killed by the police in his prison cell in 1999 Jesus so one Lord. of his songs i think Wow. So in other words, that's, yeah. that's exactly what Frank would have said if he'd had to go last. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, See, the prep time gets good answers. That's the benefit of being the guest. You get to come up with the best stuff. And uh, you're already ahead. By the way, there's a running score throughout this show. And oh, whoever the crikey. winner is by the end of it gets to choose the first question for you, next week. 
should not have told me there was oh. a competition aspect to this because I <laughs> love winning. <laughs> you're killing me, Jerry. Well, you're, you're ahead. Me. Here's topic number one. Remember, there's a time limit of six minutes. Right. I'd be remiss right. if we didn't start off by talking about one of Gita's most significant beats, the culture around The Sims. Every oh, online yeah. community comes with its own unwritten rules for getting along and social success. What are the biggest faux pas to avoid when getting into The Sims fandom? Whoa. Wow. Well, can I tell a little story real quick about sure. um, my friend's experience with The Sims? He was playing this game in, um, what year was it? 2000, 2001-ish. I was like, what, what's fun about that? And he's like, well, I, uh, I had a neighbor and I liked his wife and I didn't have a wife. So I went over to, uh, they invited me over to dinner and uh, d- like he went to the bathroom and I just walled him in with bricks <laughs> <laughs> until he died. And then I married the wife. And then I made her do the dishes. <laughs> that's psychopathic like, behavior, Jerry. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. So that sounds like a faux pas to me. <laughs> Is that yeah. a faux pas in The Sims? <laughs> Isn't that how you play The Sims? There's multiple <laughs> different ways of playing The Sims, right? right. I feel like people who don't, don't want to admit to themselves that The Sims is just a complex strategy game. They approach The Sims and they want to wreak havoc on the people that live in the world that you've created. But you can also just play the game on the terms that the game gives you, which is going through the career and family and friendship loops that it creates for you. I feel like treating The Sims, I feel like I get, I'm saying I feel like, but I feel like in this podcast, I could just say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I really get annoyed when people talk about The Sims. They only want to talk about removing pools from the gladders and pools and walling people into rooms. Yeah, you that's can just have a nice time. <laughs> You can yeah. like literally just have a nice time. There's a whole entire culture of people out there. The majority of people play The Sims <laughs> by just raising a nice family. One of the biggest <laughs> Sims YouTubers of uh, that exists, Kayla Sims, Lil Simsy. Shout out Lil Simsy. She's great. She just does like happy family. She just chills. She, she yeah. loves laundry. She loved it when they added laundry to The Sims because she likes that stuff. And it's okay to like that stuff. How do you feel So about... coming in there to The Sims fandom and being like, whoa, they like to burn down houses. That's just like... going to make you look like a loser. Well, does that just it's make like me look up. like a noob? Is that just like, oh, yeah. that's, that's how people did it a long time ago. We've gotten past that. Now grow up. There's so yeah, many different ways to murder people also that are much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, we, we murdered some people on a stream. You can have a death by flies death with the the eco living expansion like you can die in a murphy bed now you can just like have someone go into <laughs> someone's house edit it in so they have a murphy bed and they might just be dead the next day you know nice. like, there's just a lot more <laughs> shit you can do in terms of sims murder even like don't remember get when stuck. we when we made that guy's barbecue blow up and it killed him oh my yeah. god that was really great <laughs> that was that was hilarious Remember uh, when we walled that guy into a one-by-one pool with glass windows? <laughs> 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 he just swam in a circle till he died. The Black Widow stream. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the energy in- mechanics, Gita? I'm curious. I've I've always been curious from someone who actually really plays it because to to me they they feel like they've gotten a little less limiting over time. But some sometimes they like get away get in the way of that like calm fun experience, you know. Yeah, I think um, the bones of this game, they come so much from Will Wright and the Maxis, like that really brilliant, amazing group of developers and designers that made SimCity and SimCopter, all these weird, like personality filled games. So it's hard for the Sims, like the bones are there that of a very vibrant game that's based on like emergent player discovery 
So it's hard to get away from that, right? But sometimes I feel like it does go in this really linear direction where the the ways in which it cannot escape the limitations of the form. Like I think eco-living is a brilliant expansion, but it also reveals that because you have to ask the question like who who's making all the pollution? Why is it so polluted? And the game doesn't have like an answer for you. It's just sort of like, well, there's pollution. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> quite the same. Like, see, it's like, you know, it's a worldview that it's like the Democratic Party worldview. And you oh, like, yeah? can't, you like, can't, like, yeah, you know, like a pollution one is like a perfect example. It really understands the power of organizing and it really understands like what it means to go door to door and like actually talk to people about causes and convince them and how to get like a cause passed through that kind of organizing but it doesn't like say oh and a massive corporation just keeps dumping toxic waste in your river so you're going to have to like confront (laughs) that aspect of pollution occurring in your neighborhood right it's got a a big democrat who's doing this energy yeah (laughs) yeah that's basically that's the energy someone should do something and that comes up in other aspects of like child rearing and what a family is and that kind of thing if you even flirt a little bit with another character and your character is in a relationship, they will, your spouse will get like super fucking pissed, mm. <laughs> you know, like, like pissed to the point of they want to break up with you, wow. even if you just like gave them a winky look or whatever. And like, that doesn't reflect human behavior. That reflects like a very strongly heteronormative view of how relationships look. I'm guessing there's a polygamy mod of some oh, kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've read re- that uh, Reddit relationships subreddit there that they got. I, I, I followed that on Twitter, the like relationships.txt. It seems like that is uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with straight people, but I don't know. <laughs> you need to chill out. Um, hello, I'm Gita. Not like I, I just feel like The Sims is a really, really, really good strategy game that just suffers from The Sims branding. I forgot what our question was, but that's how I feel. Oh, let me rephrase. Faux pas. The faux pas. Oh, <laughs> no, we're out of time. Next oh, question. Wow. Great. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God, Jerry. Can you please try to explain what's been going on in Roblox to our excruciatingly old listeners? Yes. <laughs> Roblox? Tim, do you know anything about Roblox? I think you're going to really love this. Do you, I do. Do you, do you know anything about Roblox? Yes, I do now. <laughs> oh, I know you do. I know stuff. Okay, I, so... Uh, I know a little bit of stuff because I just I was just trapped in a room with my brother's son who is trapped in a house with my mom all day. And I had to listen to him talk to my mom about Roblox for about four straight hours. And uh, I felt like my skull was on fire. <laughs> so now I'm I'm pretty much about as Roblox encyclopedic as the typical nine year old growing up in Indianapolis, Indiana. So the hit CEO, me with the adult version, please. The CEO so, of Roblox used to follow me on Twitter, and because of that, a bunch of like twelve year olds followed me. He followed me because I was editor in chief of Game Developer game, Magazine. Game Developer Magazine. And and he only Why doesn't followed he follow you anymore? Twelve people <laughs> at the time. Wow. Shoot. And, and so you were one of the dirty dozen. Yeah, so I got a bunch of like kids following me and then I started, you know, tweeting about politics and stuff and uh and then he unfollowed me and I hope that <laughs> I wound up radicalizing a bunch of 12-year-olds into uh into socialism or something. That that would be the greatest accomplishment in my life. The well, wouldn't it be? Maybe about 3 of them. Wouldn't it be amazing? Brandon Dirty Dozen Sheffield. Okay, so let's tell me tell me some of the real Roblox then. What do we got? What do okay, we got? Somebody, so... please. <laughs> Somebody, please. Here's here's the thing. The hit, the top game on Roblox right now is this game called Adopt Me, and it's basically like an MMO version of Tamagotchi, where you can go out and take care. You take care of your little pets 
in a virtual world and you can trade them with other players and teach them tricks, blah, blah, blah. You can ride them around. It's cute. It's like 11-year-old food. Like they're just going to eat this up. And it has reached self-reported numbers from the developer, but it's reached 1.6 million concurrence. Million. Yeah, concurrence. That's a lot. Concurrent that's players. That's a lot. Yeah. So that's bigger than um, Counter-Strike. That yeah. is bigger than PUBG. That is bigger than Fall Guys, the game that we are talking about as being the hit of the summer. This game has had this level of concurrence since last summer. Whoa. It's the biggest game that exists. Roblox isn't a game. It is a is more like a launcher. Yeah. But it's all the games that are made... It's a platform for user-generated content, UGC, what they call it. So all the games that you see on Roblox, those are made by developers that are basically like young children to young adults. There is a Roblox programming language. It's um, basically the, the person from the Roblox team, from the Adopt Me studio team that I talked to, Joshua Ling, describes it as uh, Unity and Steam combined. It's like if Steam came packaged with a Steam programming language and it meant that you couldn't do complex things like ray tracing but you could learn and sell a basic tim's out no ray tracing he's not interested sorry no 4k adopt (laughs) me for you tim (laughs) you mean that ray tracing you know what believe it or not jaffe almost pre-sentient of this question showing up on the podcast i actually did ask i turned my, my little brother's child talks about wanting to be a youtuber when he grows up which is horrifying in its own right and then Did you tell him that you are i, I told <laughs> yeah. him that and he i said oh you know that's actually what i do he goes yeah that's cool i'm gonna youtube roblox and minecraft and he just immediately like doesn't does not like stop to care about what i said he plays fortnite roblox and minecraft but mostly roblox and mostly fortnite and mostly minecraft in his <laughs> okay. words so i actually pointed i i said hey do you want to be in one of my youtube videos in the future and he said yeah okay and I turned the camera on and pointed it at him. And I asked him, Steve, that's his name, Steve Rogers. He's named after Captain America. I said, Steve, nice. tell me, what is Roblox? And he spoke for four and a half straight minutes, completely incomprehensible. I have no <laughs> idea what he said. I just, I cannot decipher I have no clue what he was saying. It's, it's incredible. Amazing. Kid, you're hired. I rewatched it. Like an hour later, I'm just like rewatching it, and I'm like, "God, this is weird. I can use this in a YouTube video in the future, uh, possibly." But uh, it's a little, I don't know. So that's that's what I think Roblox is. It, it I like me I like Gita's explanation that, better. It it, it, it <laughs> strikes me as pretty wild that there there's always somebody who's very like tech money oriented. That's like we got to teach people how to program, and then and they're like, "I'm going to make a game doing it," and they go through mm-hmm. all this nonsense to do to make some kind of garbage language that they think kids could understand and, and make a game around it. When Roblox already exists and already uh-huh. teaches you all the fundamentals of game making. And, and you uh, can make money off of it, all like as, as is. Yeah. Do you know how many scumbag startups? I, I did user interface, user experience consulting at so many scumbag, dirtbag, rat hole startups in the San Francisco Bay Area, all of whom... We're just trying to make god darn Roblox and, yeah. and failing. And I got paid by those Morans. And that's the end of my story about Roblox. <laughs> and there are thousands of games on there. Yeah, there's... Um, I checked out a couple of games uh, while I was writing about Adopt Me because I just wanted to see what the world is like. I really liked this game. 
I cut like a little bit too deep into it uh, called anime. Uh, it's like anime battle simulator or something like that, where you like oh, go and you like, tra- it's like a clicker game where you train a character and you have to uh, then participate in the massive boss fights with other characters and try to get the most like hit points on the giant dragon you're fighting or whatever. Uh, and it's super fun because even in the trading areas, if you go outside of safe zones, people will just murder you. <laughs> Like children will like watch you walk one pixel outside of the safe zone and then just murk you. (laughs) It's amazing. It's you can watch people in the live chat just get so angry. It's like, who did that? Like, why did you kill me? Question number three. Uh, Sounds a lot like the only time I played World of Warcraft. Uh, But uh, here's (laughs) my in the the form of a question, please. Yes. (laughs) Question number three. Is there a line between video games and online gambling? Yes, uh, uh, it's called Zynga. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, crossing the Zynga line. <laughs> oh man, I know those guys at Zynga dirt bags, scumbag rat holes. <laughs> have you ever have you ever met a person who is only describable as a rat hole? That's the kind of guy who wants to find the line between gambling and video games. Usually, he intends to cross it and then cross back, intending to remain fully complete upon doing so, and almost always loses most of his clothes, his hat, a couple fingers, you know? I saw a guy a, on LinkedIn who was saying, he was like, we really need to figure out, you know, the best way to continue to, like, engagement in um, in gambling, like, in gambling games, like, real-time money games and stuff, and he wrote a big article about it, and uh, I was about to write a big thing to this guy, like, what uh, I mean, isn't the best way to prey on people's um, ignorance and desire to get themselves out of poverty and stuff. But instead, I just deleted him from my LinkedIn because uh, like if he's writing that article about like how you need to extract money from from people who have an addiction problem, like he, he he's not he, he's already made his choice, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. That guy's looking for the line. And uh, but he's crossed it. He stepped over to the other side. Well, he thinks he can get back over intact, is what I'm saying. And right? He yeah, he thinks he can. Not cross if I have that line. You're dead, my it. friend. Yeah, that's it for you. What if uh, real think... money isn't involved? Like I do stuff like, like salty bet. Yeah, salty bet or blaze ball. Is that so, a video game? Well, yeah. I had to stop myself from playing blaze ball or like just following it because I could feel myself not wanting to really do anything else. You know. Right. Whereas, like, yeah. I was just like keeping it open in a window, and it became. I kept trying to find more ways to be engaged with it, and I joined the mm-hmm. Discord, and I was like, "Okay, I actually have to do my job, though. <laughs> like, I have to like go to work because they give me insurance and pay me." I, I, I have to admit, I muted that word uh, on ball. everything. Yeah, I muted it so, because people were talking. I about like it. as one of the people that like helped push it. I, I definitely reached a point where it's like I. I know that other people want me to be invested in this more so than I actually am, but I'm actually got what I need from it. I'm good with it now. <laughs> yeah. I kept seeing tweets about Blake's ball and I kept thinking, well, it was just the, the style of the tweets that I was seeing were all uniform in a way that it felt like a whole bunch of people had silently agreed uh, in a real world scenario to make the same joke repeatedly. Uh, and just not let anyone else know the punchline, you know? I it was just all very it w- inside baseball, if you ask me. Hey! Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, that's uh, what Blaine, I was building Put an to. air horn sound effect here. <laughs> Thanks. No, I think uh, make us put a clowns clown underscore butthole dot mp3. That's the sound. Oh, God. <laughs> <A> clown butthole. <laughs> that that came with exactly one build of Winamp. It was just like version two point three one <laughs> clown butthole. Really hard to find now. Clown butthole dot mp4. <laughs> Wait, mp3, not mp4. Sorry. I'm thinking video. Yeah, you, don't you, need to upgrade. you need to upgrade from the mp3 if you want to hear the, that. the true Do fidelity that. of the clown butthole. Man, where's really that Winamp like, at these days? I really do like got. Salty Bit. Um, yeah, Salty Bit's <laughs> great. Because it's, it's so passive and you can just leave it there and there's no money. You're just like putting virtual currency on like, I think, I think Goku is going to beat this um giant sofa that it, that he's playing against and then the sofa wins and you're like well better luck next time goku God, i uh, wish i had a sofa <laughs> sitting in this empty apartment over here still i wish i had a goku yeah we haven't gotten a sofa yet either we have four dining room chairs so you kind of just have to spread out all your shit on all four of them and you can approximate a sofa but it's not really doesn't really work out do you have a bed though i don't have a bed i have an air mattress that i woke up on the floor this morning because it has okay, a hole we in have it. a bed but the slats are broken, like almost exclusively on my side. So mm. when I'm sleeping on it, I will just fall into the frame. Only and then in New York. The floor back. <laughs> Only in New York, I Jerry. I want to be a part of it. Uh-huh. New York. New York. We need to start a podcast called Only in New York. That's just about bad living in New York. About how I it's think, not yeah, fun we need to, to find live here. All of the people who have had the most horrific New York living experiences yeah. and just get them to in a podcast so that people will stop moving here. Yeah, I think you should call it, hey, I'm talking here. What if I composed <laughs> a new, uh, hey, I'm talking here? <laughs> what, if, what if I composed a new I'm leaving New York essay every week and read it on the podcast? <laughs> I think you should do that. I think you should. I think that would be a very good bit. Pick a different city every time also while you're uh, first start off with Los Angeles. And then yeah. go to uh, yeah. Austin, and mm. then Houston. Why I'm leaving? I could write a, today. Atlanta. I could write then... a whole book of uh, uh, I'm leaving blank uh, essays. Probably uh, the joke being that I'm just a guy who doesn't really want to live anywhere. Right. Yeah. I what are we talking be, about? Video games. Uh, video and gambling. Games and gambling. They're already gambling. Have you played Destiny Two? That's gambling. G- you got to yeah. get the orb. Orbs are gambling. Gambling all over everything in every game now. Always bet on orb. The line has been crossed, and it's been crossed by a, a, a prancing pony, just repeatedly. Like, legally, those, I looked through a bunch of PPP loan. I uh, was at it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah that's it. You're done. I didn't, All right. uh, I didn't get to make my gambling joke re-horses, god darn it. But Tim said prancing okay. pony, so that's close. My, a prancing show pony dancing back and forth across the line, yeah. What's your joke about horses? Let's hear it. I'm, I'm no, it's just the word, horse. it just involves the word gambling, gam- with an O. You know You're I mean? a bad yeah. pony, and I I don't want to bet on you. <laughs> Question no, no, number like, four. Whatever. I'm going to shoot yeah, this pony. Know. Let's move on. Uh, uh, kill the pony. I'd like to tackle a question that's been making the rounds on Twitter. What okay. real or fictional location would make a great setting for a Hitman level? Oh! I mean, the Enterprise D was the best answer, but that's already yeah. been said. Oh, man. Yeah, can you imagine killing Picard? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He would just be nice to you until you didn't want to kill him anymore. I saw some great <laughs> replies to that that were people being like, uh, you can just ask the food replicator to produce like an expired can of spaghetti sauce or whatever. That would be so great. <laughs> what the, and they would have to make that an option too. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, can you imagine like 
like uh, Picard's not even the target. You can like kill Picard, and then Agent Forty Seven can uh, just disguise himself as him. Yeah, amazing. Oh my um, god! I feel like outside of that, God, like the bronze and surrounding dock areas of of Sunnydale, California. Oh, would yeah. be so much fun. Yeah, especially if uh, Dingo's Ate My Baby were playing that night. That would be the best. Because not only would you have to deal with your own mission to murder, <laughs> you would have to deal with other people's desire to murder teenagers and drink all of their blood. Right. Oh, that rules. Um, so if the Enterprise... So many people die going to or leaving that club. I don't know why people <laughs> keep going to that club. <laughs> it's got to be 47 that's behind all this. I mean, yes, of course. All of his, he just invites them all to the bronze. <laughs> and then he has his pick of the pack. So if uh, Enterprise D is fair game, uh, I'm going to throw in uh, Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> <laughs> and Agent 47 can impersonate uh, Professor X. Yeah. Just lure them into the danger room and turn up the difficulty. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Turn up really, oh. really slowly. All you have to do is like press the button, the action button in front of the the danger room's computer, and it'll be like, you just, that's the only action available is to turn up the difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> just automatically, that's it. You turn it up to max. Yeah, Nobody it just knows. Like creates a sentinel that destroys them. <laughs> Nobody has any idea what happens to an X-Man when the, the difficulty's turned up all the way, right? Uh, listen, it's, ha- it's happened multiple times, all right? It has. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cyclops usually gets him out of it somehow. Uh, Kitty Pride phases through the walls or something, turns it off. Cyclops is a cop. Yep. You ever notice that? Yeah. Of course. I don't like him. He's a narc. I think these are some pretty interesting definitions of real-world locations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said real-world or fictional. I he said, said real or fictional. or fictional. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. My mistake. Real-world locations, I mean... I, I think I got of any any Puerto Rican Pride Parade in any city would be amazing. <laughs> oh, like in, in or out of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> so can oh, you imagine God. Agent Forty Seven though, like in in Crown Heights, like during Carnival or something, <laughs> like yeah. having the murder? That someone? would rule. That would be amazing. <laughs> Man, Hitman games are so good. Someone in that thread uh, on Twitter, I like read through all the responses as they as they existed this morning. Uh, I did. I haven't looked at it since then because I only look at Twitter in the morning these days. It's Can't bear rule. to look at it during the afternoon. Used to only look at it in the afternoon. Things have changed. Someone was saying the best possible AAA video game would just be game length Hitman level, and I've been thinking of that uh, a lot today. Hey, do you want to know a secret about that response? No. Let's hear a secret about that response. <laughs> That's literally my babe, my boyfriend David wrote that response. He told me about it two days before he wrote that tweet. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's literally my boyfriend. <laughs> I I, uh, I I will admit that I'm I did know. Tell him that you think it's a good idea. I did. I did he know. Really think Otto was a good idea. <laughs> I, I I did know that that uh, who I know his, who he is. Okay, uh, I know okay, who he is. Sure. And, <laughs> and then the reason I was thinking about that response all day is because I knew you were going to be on this podcast. But also it's because a good it's, idea, it's, right? it's a fantastically good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that Enterprise D uh, uh, Hitman Star Trek edition could be a whole, that could be a whole AAA game. And it just has me thinking Honestly, something yeah. like, like, you know, you have all these open world games, which is these giant open worlds. And uh, I just love the, the Hitman games are getting more and more powerful as they make them. This Hitman 3 looks even bigger than Hitman 2, which was even bigger than Hitman 1. Each of the levels has become this... Uh, they used to be these little like music boxes, you know, back in the, like the blood money time. 
And now they're like yeah. these miniature open worlds and they're just getting bigger and bigger to a point where it's See, like they're this making is the way I yeah. feel like open world design can survive because it's mm-hmm. clear that game players are like kind of done with it. David was like, oh, open world's fine. And then he started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And about a week later, he was like, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just exhausting. But I if fall you right off. You, yeah. I fall, right, fall right off, off those Assassin's game. Creed games like a goddamn slippery horse. I used to play yeah. all of the Assassin's Creed games. I've played all of them. Couldn't get through Origins. Couldn't get through Odyssey. I'm going to be a Dumbo and play that Viking one. But man, when are people going to realize that the Hitman games are the best AAA video games? They're, they're it's like, like what you want from the best. a triple A open world experience, but they give it to you in a way that you actually need it, which is smaller, just much smaller and mm-hmm. a lot more variety on the places you can go and do be that person, you know? So, it, so it works out. I'm going to say Star Wars Episode Four, uh, The Death Star. Or uh, just, oh. man, Star, oh, Star Wars yeah. Hitman, dude. Star Wars Hitman. Star Wars Mos Hitman Isley, would be so good. Like most Eisley Spaceport. Yeah. Right? Oh, Come on. There, so that's what so I want. In conclusion, in conclusion, we should uh, go backwards from open world and, and get to open land. Yeah. Open open land. That sounds good. Uh, here's exactly. question number five, our halfway point. Question number five. The late G4 network has been teasing oh, a return yeah. in 2021. Apart from more reruns of Cops, what new original shows would you like to see fill their schedule? Are they going to put cops on? I have a little G4 story. I don't know. which. How many different arrangers of two different white guys talking about <laughs> really inane tech issues can you possibly have? There's straight white women, too. <laughs> infinite. <laughs> Obviously, infinite is the answer. Oh, my uh, God. So I almost got a job at G4 before I started working at a magazine. G4, uh, B4? Because, yeah, I was desperate for work. <laughs> and um, so I was applying all over the place, and I applied there. And um, I, I had to send them a, like a demo reel and stuff for for TV work that I had done previously. Mm-hmm. And so I sent it and they uh, got back to me and they were like, all right, we will give you a show that you can run. You, you will write it and be completely in charge of it. You Crikey. may have twenty four thousand dollars a year. Uh, this is this, by the way, is wow. is the year t- 2004. Twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand. Twenty four K. And I was like, wow, OK, um, I would have to relocate to Los Angeles. Is there at least a relocation fee? And they're like, no. And I'm like, OK. Did uh, they say no or did they say LMAO? No. Yeah. And, th- and then I said, hey, can I have my um, demo reel back? Because I, basically I had to go to USC where I had done two seasons of a show and record off their beta tapes onto a VHS tape. I I. I didn't make one for myself, which was my own foolishness, but I would have had to dub it from that dub, basically. So I thought they would give it back to me if they didn't hire me. And then they were like, no. uh, Wow. That's that's wild. Sounds like a great place to work. They said, no, we ate it already. (laughs) Yeah, no, we we need this for some reason. Man, so when that G4 announced that it was coming out, when they're they're like, G4 is coming back, be ready. I got like like 20 people tweeted at me. Oh, you got to give him a show. And I was just... I. I was like insulted in this weirdly unique way. It was like this, I, it was this, I'd never been insulted in that exact way. And I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't really know what G4 is. Like, like to, to be perfectly honest, I, I like, I've read a lot of books. Is G4 the thing that Jeff Keighley is from? Huh. It's a serious question. Serious question. Remember. I don't think so. Uh, what it, is it, Jeff it, Keighley from then? Well, it, if, he's, if he's not literally from that, that he is from that. Yeah, he's you know, he is. Like, it's, it's, well, I don't, I don't know if it's literally true, but it's, it's like 
Let's He's see. From that yeah, he was the co-host of Game According? Trailers TV. Okay. Oh, and he's co-hosting the yeah. now defunct on- D4TV. <laughs> okay. Freelance writer uh, okay. whose work has appeared in Kotaku. So, so yeah, I got a lot of people being like, <laughs> "I wish you, you I wish you had a show. You should get a show on G4. They should give, they should give him a show." And I'm like, "Man, I have a show that's my own show, filming now in South Bend, Indiana, in front of a green screen. We're using the same uh, cameras they used on the Hobbit movies, Jerry." Like uh, I've got my own show. It's uh, it's way better than anything a TV network could produce would be because it's uh, truly independent, and I've got good people working with me on it. And it's uh, we're building a team. Keep sending in those applications, everybody. But but it's like it was this weird. I mean, I I don't I don't know enough about G four to dislike them. I just know that they get made fun of as often and in the same breath as Mountain Dew Game Fuel or Doritos or Call of Duty. Lol. Or, or, you know, like, whatever. I don't know anything else about them. It's just, it was so weird that people who are fans of my exact videos are like, whoa, what if you had a show, dude? It's like, oh, don't I? I don't know. And could they pay me more than I'm paying myself right now? Like, I don't know. Weird. Well, Strange and, and ruminations. Is, you know, people just don't, like, look into things. So... The I looked into this G4 is coming back thing at some point because it's like, should we be talking to them? Is there some money that they could give us for some reason? <laughs> and like, there, there's just nothing. There's a website and you go to it and you can like play a bad version of Pong or something. And oh, that's wild. Every like there are everyone who worked at G4 is tweeting like they didn't talk to me. I have no idea who these people are. And there's a Reddit AMA from like the guy who's running it. And I, I so scrolled through the whole thing and had just zero answers of like what it even is like is oh, it, I love it it's the phantom on cable it's the phantom jerry it's it, the phantom is it a youtube channel with yeah stream or something what's, what's that other and it just it just strikes me as like we have this brand hey you bring this Let's brand back it. and he just kind of put up a teaser website and everyone went oh g4 is back my childhood g4 is yeah. back i'm not gonna take it seriously until pringles gets involved again I got a show idea. Let's pitch them a show. Me and Gita Jackson. We're going to do it. You up for it? Okay. Is it going to be a show where we recap the news in about a minute or so, and we try to keep it really, really simple, but then, then all of our editors being, make it as complicated as possible? It ends up being like six or seven hours long, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, and it becomes really arduous to make and ends up taking an incredible amount of time, which was exactly then, the opposite then, of what we wanted when we pitched it. And then one day, out of nowhere, I get the most professionally insulting note from a from a senior higher up uh, person high up in the company that I I think I've ever received about anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what they said to Alana Squibb from Jalopnik when she quit? No. Uh, Angela I... Persaud told her, "Well, we really want to just focus on the employees here that want us to win." She'd been there for six <laughs> years. She'd been there for six years. Oh my god. I saw some stuff about some some layoffs and such happening over there recently. Uh, yeah. Apparently, you know, I keep getting asked about this on Twitter, about what I think about the entire video staff getting laid off at the, that company. I what love I think it. about that. Like, what? You <laughs> know. I think it's good, actually. Yeah, it's like, first, first of all, yeah, am I, am I going to reply, I love it? It's like, it's like... Uh, uh, I, the, the most common format of the question is, did you know that this was coming and that's why you quit? And the answer is, I'd like to say maybe. That's the answer. The answer is, I would yeah, like, like to always, say maybe. 
You, uh, you always got the sense that your the 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 guillotine was hanging over your head when you were working there every single day. They like made sure that they knew that they had the power to just fire you without consulting your boss for no mm-hmm, reason mm-hmm. every day. You know, actually, and so like of course you got out of there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go on the record here, uh, buried halfway into this episode of a podcast that maybe not everybody's going to listen to. And I'm just going to say that shortly before I quit, it was made extremely clear to me by a person who was not in our department, who was not involved with Kotaku, who was not uh, in any way creatively involved with anything I ever worked on, had never helped, but had occasionally gotten in my way. It was made very clear that they just wanted uh, me to leave. That's why I quit. Wow. It was just a. It was it was made very clear in this extremely snippy, strange, passive aggressive fashion that they they wanted me to quit because they were trying to scale down the budget. And uh, it looks yeah. like they ended up scaling it down into a nub. Uh, and uh, that sucks. They scaled it down into uh, twice the video output with zero percent video staff. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it. I'm pretty sure anybody who was working there can get paid a lot more anywhere else because uh, literally anywhere else. Yeah, I was I was making the salary floor. Have I gone on the record with that? I'm going on the record with a lot of stuff. I was making the salary floor there uh, because I was a 40 year old man and uh, uh, who was entering a new career doing something completely different from anything that was on his resume. And they they took a weird chance and I was making the salary floor and. Uh, Nobody ever talked to me. <laughs> nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever, nobody ever offered to help. But then again, I never offered to help anybody else. And uh, yeah. it was strangely, despite being in an office, one of the most antisocial three years of my life. Is there a way I wished uh, I'd done things a little differently? Maybe. Uh, am I? Am I glad with the way it ended up? I'm living on the Upper West Side, Manhattan, Jerry. On the other hand, <laughs> no furniture in my apartment. No yeah. furniture so in my god darn apartment. There's wins and there's losses. There's right. wins and there's losses. However, I'm oh, building a team. It's like Jerry himself. You always come up even. Yeah, Jerry, even Steven. I'm building a team. Got good people. We're planning some very good stuff. We're going to make the world slightly better. That's my plan. So find me oh, on Patreon.com. And G4, get owned. We're okay. taking you down. Kotaku XP will be right back after a quick recharge. Goodbye. Did you guys used to work at Kotaku? <laughs> sort of. Oh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Something like a while ago. I got a new tape measure in the mail, everybody, uh, yesterday. Woo! Welcome back to Insert Credit. Hey, let's take a question for our Patreon subscribers. No! no. going to be <laughs> too bad. I'm running this ship. We're going to do it. By going to patreon.com slash insert credit and becoming a subscriber, you, the listener, can get the opportunity to submit your own questions to the show get regular episodes one day before everyone else, and even occasional access to bonus content you can't hear anywhere else. This question wow. got one up right now. Yeah, it's a good one. This week's question is from a listener who wanted to be credited as Shigeru M. Shigeru M says, Mario has had the same outfit for more than 30 years. He's tired oh. of overalls, red shirts, and is rethinking the mustache. He's even come to resent wearing a hat with his initial on it. He needs a new look. What fashion advice would you give him? All the same stuff, but green. It's an absolutely 
ridiculous question because Super Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. exists and yeah. it presents us a, a whole bunch of outfits for Mario. You can change. You can wear a business suit with a fedora, which is a little weird. I like that poncho. You can wear. Yeah, there's a nice poncho. Uh, there's the football uniform, which I my Mario will always wear the football uniform, but with the backwards baseball cap is what there's my the, Mario uh, wore. The the beach one where people on Twitter like to pretend to be upset that he has nipples. Yeah, yeah, they love oh, yeah. to pretend that they're weirded out by the fact yeah. that this man has. He's a man. He has nipples. Like, deal with it, right? But uh, I, it's my just, Mario it's sort of like uh, <laughs> if you're bringing your own sexuality to this, that's your problem. It's just a picture of a cartoon man with nipples. Exactly. You know, it's just a picture of a cartoon man with nipples. Sorry about that. If it makes your 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 wiener kind of start feeling weird, that's kind of on you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're just telling on yourself if you're really freaked out about that publicly. You know, I retweeted a Twitter poll that was asking the question: Is Mario hot? So what's the answer? What do we all say? Is Mario hot? He's adorable. I can't find him hot. He's so adorable. He's, He's not hot. Okay, some one for not hot. I would also say he's 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 cute. He's not hot. Is not what Andrew's into. It. Okay, Frank. Uh, yeah, I, I I I interpret zero sexualization of Mario, so he's not hot. All right, Alex Jaffe, do you have an answer? No, I'm pulling the ace card and abstaining. Oh, uh, you, so- you just hold on yourself, my friend. I'm that, happy that to can, do it. That counts for not hot. Uh, that counts for not. Yeah, hot. that does. That does. Because the que- the question is yes or no, I guess, and the uh, abstaining just we're just going to count that as a no. Okay, so that's an interesting. Like Gita Jackson is no, no, no. What, what about yourself? No, Tim? I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. I, th- I think he's. I, I think he's probably okay. But uh, no, he's not hot. I'm sorry, Mario. The, the man's not hot. Uh, I voted yes in the Twitter poll, but I did so with a sort of clownish spirit because I was thinking of. I was thinking of football player Mario outfit. Did you see his football player outfit? Do you all know what it looks like? Mm-hmm. It's got the. It's got the Nintendo 64 logo colors, Jerry. Whoa. And his Mario number, Strikers? his num, yeah, his number is sixty-four. That's nice. hilarious. Yeah, he's number sixty-four, Jerry. That's amazing. I think to sort of seriously answer the question, I'm, I'm thinking that if you know, if they were actually changing his out, his default outfit going forward, right? Like if yeah. they just decided uh-huh. to rebrand Mario, I, I think I'd have to stay in the sort of working man genre, and I'm thinking kind of mm-hmm. in like the 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 mechanics suit kind of kind of yeah, area jump suit yeah yeah i would so i would blue. go ahead and, absolutely red and blue but like maybe i would give him overalls anymore it's it's uh it's a, a jumpsuit or a jumpsuit yeah here's, here's what i'd do i'd give him a, a stovepipe jeans like a 1947 okay. levi pair of red wing iron rangers and then i would get him a nice red like super thick dense twill work shirt kind of in a red a red check like not a lumberjack shirt because those are those suck but like a nice red twill dense hyper dense work shirt. Then I would lose the hat, uh, trim the mustache down to like a Django Reinhardt look, okay. grow a little bit of chest hair, leave the shirt unbuttoned, two buttons, okay, and then get this pair of sunglasses, just big old aviator sunglasses. That's my look. Or barring that, a pair of like Steve McQueen purseals. That's how I would I would get him to look. And I want maybe somebody if- to draw that. If the red wings were a bit too much, because that's a little bit too close to what he currently wears, I would I would give him a pair of Jordans, just like a pair, like because you can actually put like Jordans on him in Super Mario Odyssey. I would give him like a good pair of like basketball shoes to go with this weird, complete this weird look. I had this unfortunate realization that I completely do not understand 
how to dress anyone that, whose body type is not the same as mine. Oh that was a, no! Like a weird, a weird thing to come up with. It 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 actually came to me while I was watching Project Runway, and and all these people were were struggling because they had you know they had to deal with models of multiple body shapes. And I was like, these people are all terrible and rude because they cannot envision anything other than the slender model. And then I thought about myself, well, how would I dress a male that was, let's say, twice my size? And uh, I, I could not come up with something that was suitable. So that's a, that's something I got to work well, on. That's, that's I have wild. an update, everybody. Uh, the ice cream truck that's been going on throughout this whole episode just changed from Turkey in the Straw to Yellow Rose of Texas. Mm. Incredible. Yes. I just want to say, Brandon, I have occupied almost every male body type at, at one point or another in my life. So that's where I get any of my perspective from. Well, so, yeah, uh, that try you putting a, on like a 100 pounds of muscle. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> try, try it out. I'll think about start it. Eating some, uh, eat, just start dosing some whey protein uh, and uh, pumping iron all day, like Mario. Maybe Mario should be wearing shorts so you can see those god darn calves, dude. I think he should be wearing Let short me see those shorts. Gams. I mean, I would I would put him in s- something totally ridiculous. Give him give him hot pants and like uh, a a shirt bike that shorts. says yeah, bike shorts and a shirt that says "Kiss the Cook" and <laughs> like uh, okay, bike shorts, a white sort of a Indiana Jones shirt, red bandana tied around his neck, aviator sunglasses, and grow out and his then, mustache, and then like a pair of like uh, like Vapor Max. Gita Jackson, we you didn't uh, you didn't answer this question well it's too late no it's yeah late. sorry i missed, late. It. missed out snooze honestly loose. i was just looking maybe. at my cat she looks so peaceful <laughs> maybe, right now maybe maybe next time how long is it's your so cat how many inches my, is i don't know how long my cat is i should measure her oh, I you got all those tape measure. i'll recommend you a t- i'll recommend you a, a handy tape measure <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it like is it nose to butt how do you measure you measure nose to the to base of the tail the tail not tail not tail tip to tail base i guess the tail is cheating the, the okay, tail here's question seven. Yeah. Yeah, what this do we whole got? nonsense between Apple and Fortnite was just breaking as we recorded our last episode. What do we oh, make yeah, of yeah. it all right now? I mean, I make that whole thing. that it sucks. Uh, it's, it's just a really loud uh, fart sound for the next six minutes is what I make. Clown butthole.mp3. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... Welcome back to the clown there's, hole. There's good and bad to it. Like, it is good nah. that someone is trying to get Apple to have a like a less draconian control over their store in a way. Although, you know, it's like in, in Europe, it what the things that they do are illegal Um, in the U S they are not illegal, but the way that, you know, Epic is like trying to weaponize their fan base, putting banners in Fortnite and, and like aping their commercials and the, how they had this all planned out and ready to go. And that feels real sleazy. It, it, to me. it all feels really sleazy. And, you know, like Rami Ismail was saying that it's it, it, this de- doesn't benefit anyone but Epic and we shouldn't care about it. But it it absolutely has much bigger ramifications than just Epic because it, you know, Apple, Apple is trying to control their store in ways that, you know, the EU says are not legal and are against privacy laws and against antitrust laws and things like that. And so it is good for them to have to address this, but it's just so all you're saying it has nothing short of epic ramifications. That's right. Oh god, oh, I hate kaboom. that. Yeah. I I was thinking about it. I'm listening to this podcast called Andrew Deducing, which is about books about music, which is a really interesting topic. And the are they are reading right now 
Uh, they usually do an episode of book, but this one was so long they did two episodes. The the song machine from inside the hit factory. It's got a very long convoluted title, but it's basically about how the biggest pop producers ended up being that way all the way from pre-Backstreet Boys into the present day. Two interesting things there. Alleged rapist Dr. Luke apparently made his start as a session guitar player for the SNL live band. Wow. And two, they talk, you know, I think we should have more scrutiny with who we allow the power to be part of the SNL live band. Yeah. Daryl Hammond. That's my voice. That's my announcer voice. (laughs) Lorraine Newman. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Don Fardo in the house. Musical guest, the mighty, mighty Ballstones. Yeah. Very oh, good. No. It always sounds like they're you mocking the, 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 the tones. Best. They bring out but the it tones. also, I just got to the part where they talk about the Telecommunications Act that consolidated all of the radio stations into Clear Channel, essentially. Right. And mm-hmm. I do feel like we are approaching a situation where we will have just a super monopoly on the ways in which we can pay for apps that are on our phones, which is a much bigger industry than I think any of us really think about on a daily basis, unless that is part of our jobs. And we do need to prevent like something like that, like telecommunications act of like what, 1996 something like or something? That. Something like that. We Six, need to prevent seven. that from happening to online marketplaces. We just yeah. have to. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I also don't want to say any free Fortnite. I don't want to d- that to be tied up in a corporate brand identity because they they, if they could be Apple. They would. They absolutely mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would. Uh, they would stop at nothing to be the biggest scumbag in town. Oh, for they, sure. If this was no if offense this was to them in the Apple position, they would absolutely say that it is their right to have their marketplace be the way that it is. They'd yeah. still be saying free Fortnite. They'd be just be saying it with the opposite intention. E pluribus yeah. unum. That yeah. means I got mine. Go away. <laughs> That's what that means. It's on our money. Greatest country in the world. Oh man, I have a really, really really great e pluribus unum joke in my uh in my upcoming uh video review of doom everybody look forward to that uh it's my, one of my favorite jokes i've ever written i just it's, I, it's very complicated I, I think i just have zero patience right now for militarizing like tribal-minded people yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that is what they're doing and like that is you know exactly what's wrong with yeah. uh everything right now it just yeah it just feels skeezy in a way that i've never seen in video games before has this has there ever been anything like this before oh sure the 1984 thing is really like like name dropping 1984 is really really trashy yeah in my opinion yeah that that is like (laughs) i've been reading uh homage to catalonia and then like seeing that seeing the work of george orwell referenced in that particular way Made me just want to curl mm-hmm. up and die. <laughs> 1980 Fortnite. Oh my god. Oh damn. So bad. Just like the, we could power so many cities by the speed of which George Orwell is rotating in his fucking grave right now. Just like you know, you know how someone <laughs> has. You know how you can tell somebody has actually read 1984 and Brave New World. I'll tell you how they just they don't really talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. That is true. I read both those books, and like the actual real world comparisons I'd like to make to 1984 and Brave New World are so subtle that they're not even worth talking about. Every, everybody catches a phrase here and there, and it's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, everyone thinks they're smart because they understand that Soma, the Stroke song, is a reference to that yeah. book because they all had to read it in high school. Right. Uh, we, a lot. Of- 
A lot of people say, I think I read that in high school. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> Maybe you didn't, man. Maybe you know. didn't. They were thinking of Fahrenheit 451. Ah, uh, yeah, right. that's another Here, one. Yeah, that's here's our one next that question. People do read. Yeah, they kill me, bro. If the newly announced Fable game had the same marketing strategy as the previous titles, what completely unreasonable claims would they be making about it right now? <laughs> this game will impregnate you. Wow, <laughs> man. Regardless of gender. <laughs> No, yeah. they're, they're, they would they would be being like, it's going to be the first game with jokes. Uh, games aren't, there's no funny video games. We've made the first game that has jokes. They're, that's what they would be claiming. They would be claiming that the jokes adapt themselves to your sense of humor as you play the game <laughs> oh my God, or whatever. Yeah, because, yeah it's an AI written storyline. It's entirely iterative writing based on I, your behavior. Yeah, the first thing they ask you is how much you like friends. And uh, based on uh, that, they tailor the rest of the game. It's really the see. only gauge you need to, say, right. to know how the AI will uh, I told this craft story on a, a narrative just for you. Yeah, I think just two friends. I dated this guy who lived in England for a while, and in this like little English city, there was it closed before we got there. But like the English ver- version and idea of what Americans like and are into culturally is so bizarre. Once you get outside the vast like the the brand identities of America, like McDonald's and Mickey Mouse. They like just don't know what Americans like or do. So their like American themed restaurant was a friends bar. No, <laughs> they, no. Themed after city after uh what is it? Central Perk. Yeah. Yeah. Central Perk, mm. yeah. Oh, you know God. I can see Central Park from my bedroom window. And, with the uh, with, for, uh, for that. Hold on, Jerry. Uh, and let me just say, uh there's no central perk around here. I didn't see it. I, I think they'd go for like a big video reveal at like a xbox press conference or whatever and then they just have in big letters milo is back mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. milo yeah that get that ai child back in there I miss this, the new fable stars milo to be perfectly honest milo. if they if they if they were going to make big claims uh seeing as almost nothing peter molyneux bragged about in the previous fables has ever been realized in a way mm-hmm. that was not clunky and actually sold the software. Seeing as none of that has ever happened, all they would have to do is just bring some of the same claims back. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. They would have like, to do. yeah, you yeah. can actually in this one plant a seed and it will grow into a tree by the time. For real this the time. Exactly. Like, if exactly. you actually did it this time. I think it would be more like you will for real fall in love with someone in this game and yeah. have your actual heart broken. Like, that would be the claim. Mm-hmm. Oh, but other mm-hmm. games have done that. Have they? Oh, for have sure. They? Yeah, look at any anime visual novel. Anytime right. one of those 12-year-olds with oh, uh, don't count. giant breasts um, breaks breaks <laughs> I, my heart, it's, it's you know, it's shattering. I think they I'm, would say... I've they would console Brandon so many times. <laughs> <laughs> they would probably say something like, the first video game to make you cry or whatever. They would bring that back. People yeah. keep bringing back the phrase "video games have come a long way since Pac-Man." Uh, I think they could bring back the uh, "can a video game make you cry?" I feel like that's the sort of trashy thing that is going to keep getting brought back. But I just want to say that uh, I have some friends over there at Playground Games in the UK, and uh, I love their Forza Horizon games. And I'm pretty sure that Fable game is going to be extremely good, and I'm very excited to play it. I'm yeah, really in the spirit of a question, Tim. <laughs> no, uh, with I'm pretty sure that uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a good game, and I'm going to have a real chill time. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. But I think if they were going to bring back any weird hyper 
unrealistic claims, they would just say the same stuff Peter Molyneux said, but just uh, reboot it. I don't know. Yeah, or riff on it, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah, just, riff on it a bit. Yeah, you know, you know what game actually made a really, really reminded me of Peter Molyneux was uh, when they announced that Watch Dogs Legion game and said that you can play as any NPC in the game. You can play as any NPC. You do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's the whole hook of that game. That felt to me very Molyneux esque. That's sure. all I have to say about that. I mean, it just it, <laughs> that was the most Molyneux esque thing I've I've seen in the modern video game era. And I love it. I do miss grandiose claims. You know, I feel like uh, everyone's too afraid of a PR gaffe to say right. something that makes me actually excited about video games. Uh, I don't exactly miss uh, people someone making claims and then not explaining the process to which like their plans did not become reality and just be like, well, let's see what you get. Sorry. I do miss interviews that open up with the line with Peter Molyneux. Are you a, are you a uh, what was it? I keep thinking of different adjectives other than the one that I need. <laughs> I keep going like, serial killer, which is absolutely not what they ask. Pathological, there you that's go. the word. <laughs> like Peter Molyneux, are you a pathological liar? I, I miss that. Because, like, uh, right. I don't know, like, there used to be a time when writers would go on, like, late night TV shows just to deliver bon mots. And, like, I, I wish that felt like sometimes, like, we were still living in some, a kind of a, a, a punk rock, rock landscape that hadn't been entirely corporatized. But mm. now that there's no more Molyneux that make no more grandiose claims about their games, then whoopsie doodle. Now it's gone. That's so, it. Yeah. Also, like those difficult personalities are also like difficult to work with. So there's that too. Right. So you're saying you miss toxic geniuses, but just a tiny bit. Just a tiny <laughs> bit. I wish people would say just some fucked up bit. shit on, on and not have like a <laughs> PR person literally right behind them to try to get it scrubbed away from reality. Well, congratulations. You're on insert credit. That happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Question number nine. Have you ever saved a video game for a special occasion? Oh, are you kidding? I saved The, the Witcher 3 yeah, for many too. years. Uh, for many years, I saw The Witcher 3 and I said, that's the video game for me. I still haven't beaten it. I, uh, I started playing it last year. I finally began playing it on my Xbox One X. And then I stopped for some work-related reasons. And then I obtained a very powerful PC. And in a few weeks, I will obtain a 77-inch OLED television with 4K 120 HDMI 2.1 ports. So uh, I've been saving The Witcher 3 for that. So how does that? I'm going to start over, and I'm going to play the whole thing. I don't know if this is exactly that, but I have planned like extended weekends as an event uh, to play a game. So I, mm-hmm. I have made special occasions happen yeah, because a game exists, but it's not right. that I was holding on to the game. It was more like, okay, this game is going to come out and this is one of the maybe two times a year that I'm just going to be a horrible person and do nothing but play a game for three days. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do. And I do that once or twice a year. Uh, the last one I can remember doing that with was uh, I think Spider-Man on the PS4. I just, you know, I cleared I, my schedule for four days, and that was just. And then you my, owned Spider Man, exactly. And uh, yeah, so I, I orchestrated an exit from a job and the launching of a Patreon to have a YouTube channel so that I could review the game The Witcher Three the month before Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven comes out. <laughs> How's that, Jeffy? Does that answer your question? That's it literally certainly what I did. does. Yeah, I remember That's, that well, Tim. Some other time we're gonna have to talk about why you like that game because I I cannot I cannot fathom it. 
I can't get it at Sounds all. Sounds like you suck. <laughs> uh, clown butthole down MP3. Yeah, Tim just I've, likes any game with a three in it. I've, I played that game for like uh, eight hours, and I was like, whoa, what's the... Did you kill the, the griffin? Yeah, I did. I am walking oh. around on, with a with a griffin's head on my horse. I'm just going to say, sounds like you killed the griffin too soon. No, well, first I did like a bunch of side quests. So, and, and I didn't like those either. So, you know, I don't know. Anyway, back to it this sounds question. like you suck. Okay, my review is now going to be a hit piece on nice. Brandon, Brandon Sheffield. Sheffield. Well, let's have a talk about it sometime. But I, I do this, this thing that you're talking about, except I don't do it with, with new games so much. I mean, I might do it when, like, Yakuza 7 comes out or something, because I like that no, series. No, Y7. That game's going to uh, be chill. For me, it's mostly like, okay, I want to have a certain kind of experience this evening. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in order to, to achieve that, I will get myself a nice beverage, and I'll get, like, a game that I know well that is enjoyable for me for for like dumb reasons and i'll and i'll i'll be like okay i'm not gonna like and and it gets to where i start to not play that game outside of that comforting context in a way it's a it's i don't know if that's a strange thing to do but i i do that with some games like uh like last alert on the turbo graphics which is a game with terrible voice acting good music and uh and uh pretty fun action and it's 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 like i know i know what i'm gonna get and i can have like a nice a nice night with that that's like when people put on like their Ghostbusters pajamas and wear ba- and watch Back to the Future or whatever. It's, but it's cooler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I didn't want to get all the way into that because I I feel like it's different from that because it if if you've seen that Simpsons episode where Professor Frank has like one of these what, those little pop in machines for babies uh, and it's like yeah. oscillating a bunch of pop. particles and a kid is like can i play with that and he's like well you wouldn't enjoy it on as many levels as i do (laughs) why uh i know i don't get any references to whatever that show is it kind of it kind of feels like that version of 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 me but um i'll 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 save like a yeah brandon is a simpsons fan or as they call them on the internet simps yeah that's right but like that game what about you on the on the xeno crisis i did the same thing i I mean there's some games that I can literally only play if I have like an entire day of time to do mm-hmm. so. So, mm-hmm. you know, when Crusader Kings 3 comes out on September 1st and definitely not before that time, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I oh, will just yeah. have to like set aside a weekend for that and uh, just be like, this is this is Crusader Kings time. This is the old just Crucy going to be King boy. Into that. KC. Yeah. Get me that Crucy. What I mean, CK. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I should have my PC set up in my apartment on that day as well. I'm going to get Crucy with it. Maybe I can stream it a little bit. Yeah. Crucify me, Crucify bro. me. Yeah, crucify me, bro. Wow. Were we about to say that at exactly the same time? Yeah, Blaine, edit that so we say it at exactly the same time. Crucify, crucify me, me, bro. bro. <laughs> Whoa, I can't believe we said that at the same time. Just how Jesus wow. would want it. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird thing for two people to say at the same time. <laughs> I think we got to go on to our next question from that. Give me that, Crucy. All right, here's question number 10. Who are the greatest himbos of video games? What's the a himbo? What? What's a himbo? Oh, Literally yeah, every good... guardian in Destiny is a himbo. It's canonical. They have an amnesia. They right. don't know shit. Yeah. They're just like, they're like, they're <laughs> Those basically. Those are all my favorite himbos. Wait, was it you who was saying on Twitter the other day that they're basically like volleyball players or what? They're like skateboarders. They're like professional yeah, they're skateboarders. They're like skateboarders. Yeah, yeah, that's the... That's you know, the... like the, the, the Destiny 2 bail compilations <laughs> from Guardians in universe yeah. must be amazing because the ghosts are, are there canonically that? recording everything. Whoa, yeah. bro. Yeah. Isn't, they, they don't even... 
they don't even talk to each other. They just stand around silently. And then there's dancing. Yeah, just dancing. Oh, God, the stupid dancing. Destiny rules. Kazuma Kiryu is something of a himbo, one might say. Sure. uh, Isn't a himbo supposed to be like lacking intelligence or talent or whatever? Yeah, but like good natured. Yeah, it's it's not it's not an entire negative. It like, you know, Kiryu has a pretty selective memory and anytime something happens that is a callback to a prior experience that he's had, he's like, "Hmm, maybe I know something about this." And then you have to choose for him whether he knows about it. That's hilarious. He's yeah. he's very he's very well-meaning. He's a big tough dude. He's he's a he's a handsome guy. He loves his karaoke, but if you ask him to uh to solve a math problem, he's he's going to defer Oh, math rules. Now, we've already decided that Mario isn't hot, but is Mario a himbo? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a plumber, right? Isn't a plumber right. like your prime uh, himbo occupation? I wish Mario sure. was an electrician, because I need an electrician in this house. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's going to help? Yeah. You got to get access not, to Mario? If he's, not, if he's not real. I mean, well, he's from Brooklyn, right? That's true. Did I wait, tell no, you all actually, about that Actually, time? wait, no. I have a serious question. Uh, Gita Jackson, you live in Brooklyn, right? Yes, I do. Like, okay, so I, I, I lived in Brooklyn for a while. Have you ever actually seen Mario down there? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he's coming around in this part of Brooklyn in particular. He is neither an Orthodox Jew nor a Caribbean person. So I don't think he's be, he'd be, he would stick out like a sore throat, I would say. Uh, well, he, I never saw him around Sunset Park, even though uh, uh, some locations around the Park Slope area make an appearance in the 1993 film Super Mario Bros. the movie. Yeah, I've been to that neighborhood, and I never saw Mario there, but I did see Donkey Kong. Uh, oh, do you yeah. guys live in New York? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey! Welcome <laughs> to New York! So, uh, did, did I tell you all about that time that I was in Brooklyn myself, staying at my friend's house in Brooklyn, and then I wound up staying at another ha- friend's house in Brooklyn, and I wound up fixing both of their toilets within 24 hours, nice. and I had this sudden re- realization that I, currently in Brooklyn, have fixed more toilets than Prummer, Plumber than Mario. Mario. In it canonically in his entire wait uh, the, wait run. the canon the, the canon says that he never fixed a toilet before he got oh transported. sorry I shouldn't say canonically I should say within within the text um, the game. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he fixed a number of toilets in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show so well, yeah, yeah, I think he, he actually kind of broke he actually kind of blew up a bunch of toilets yeah. what are you doing you could also you argue I uh, are you yelling at Mario right now my dog my dog little Mario is chewing on something you could also argue that. When he goes down into those pipes, he uh, clears them of coins, and so perhaps is is uh, unclogging some drains. Yeah, here's Maybe the problem: you got a bunch of coins down there. Yeah, a bunch of gold coins in there. I'll take care of that for you. You got a whole bunch of money in your bathroom. Your toilet's all stuffed full of cash. Let me have it. Oh yeah. So himbo, and then what he just walks out counting the bills. Well, so this is himbos. my first time hearing the term himbo, and I, and I looked it up, and my immediate thought is that Winnie the Pooh, Green Dog, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, totally. And he's in uh, Kingdom Hearts. He's very yeah, himbo-esque so in Kingdom Hearts. I, I don't think there's any character that's not a himbo in Kingdom Hearts. Um, Sephiroth, uh, Frog from Chrono Trigger, mm. uh, Ken from Street Fighter, definitely Ken Cloud. from Street Fighter. Uh, Cloud's Cloud, Cloud wife, as they call him. Quad's wife, yeah. Quad's wife. Um, Stwife. Stwife. I, don't know. I get Stwife. more himbo energy from Titus than from Cloud. Oh, yeah. Titus is a tip, a very typical himbo. Yeah. He's like oh, a Waka as well. Guy's yeah. literal name uh, Waka. is Waka. That's why they, that's why they get along so good. For sure. Pac-Man is a Pac-Man. himbo. Pac-Man's a himbo. 
classic himbo. Yeah, yeah pick Patrick. He wants to eat right. and he's scared of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how all himbos. You ever you ever see Pac Man two, the new adventures? Yeah. Guys, guys, himbo all over. For Winnie sure. the Pooh. Uh, who else do we got? I had one in mind. Green Shadow dog. The no, Does everybody not. remember Green Dog, the beached surfer dude? Yeah, I certainly do. What a terrible game. <laughs> Lester the Unlikely is not a himbo. Not a himbo. No, not a himbo. Probably uh, stupid, but unattractive. Yeah. Main character of Another World, not a himbo. No. No. What about the yeah, main character of Flashback? What about Gillian Seed from Snatcher? No, he's not a himbo. No. Now I'm just thinking of, of male video game characters. Uh, <laughs> male human video game characters. Yeah. Uh, male humans, right? Yeah. Um, what, well, that's what, what, about, what about Travis Touchdown? He's on oh, the edge. Hmm. I Is think he he's a, no, I think a himbo has to be innocuous. I'm, I'm remembering the episode yeah, of Seinfeld. Accurate. There's an episode of Seinfeld that might have been the first ever pop cultural usage of the word himbo, where Elaine is dating a guy who's like a professional rock climber. And uh, Jerry says, he's a himbo. He's a male bimbo. I'm just thinking of that guy. And that's Green Dog. Let's Why don't we go on to our guy. lightning round? Yeah, this is the last oh, part of the show round. before yeah, our it. plugs and recommendations. It's Final uh, Fantasy 13 theme yes. every week. Right. That's a joke. This week's lightning round is fan casting. Polygon confirmed mm-hmm. the day before this recording that somehow a Mega Man movie is still in development. Oh, give me a break. So I'm going to name a boss from the first Mega Man game, and you're going okay. to tell me who should play them in the movie. Uh, okay, yeah. do it. Do All it. All right. Cut to remember actor names. Who? Cut man. Alexander Skarsgård. Why? I have no idea who that is. Same thinking. I'm just, just Google image searching. He just uh, came know, to me off I the top of my head. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt aged weirdly enough so that he could play this guy. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Fireman. <laughs> oh, JGL. Fireman? Uh, uh, God, I just... Uh, oh, if you Google image search Fireman, pro tip, it's just going to show you images of Fireman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fireman is a hard one to look at. I'm kind of um, thinking of uh, Ryan Reynolds, you know? He's uh, yeah. getting in them, uh, the video oh, game yeah. movies. Is a, he's who, he's, he's the got guy one from... eyebrow that goes up and one uh, eyebrow think, that goes I, down. He's, I think he's Ryan Reynolds, for sure. I think Ryan Reynolds is going to cast as Mega Man. Oh, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Quaid? Quaid? Yeah, Dennis Quaid should be Fireman. Uh, Dennis Quaid is dead, dude. <laughs> Iceman. Iceman? So, kind of a round face, right? Like we want, uh, we want, we want I just think Dave Bautista should be everybody. He could be Iceman. No, well, he's, he's going to be able to save Dave Bautista. Tim- Timothy Chalamet. That's Iceman. Oh, I like that. Also, oh, like, oh Chalamet. Uh, no, he I was going to say Man. Arnold could reprise his role from the uh, Mr. Freeze, yeah. from the classic no, Iceman's film. Iceman's got to be kind of uh, cute. All right. He's a little cute. Yeah, well. Electman. Electman. Whoever plays Jughead on Riverdale. Oh, Electman? Cole Sprouse. Yeah, Cole Sprouse. Notorious Kotaku Heydu Cole Sprouse. As Electman? Is he Electman? Yeah, he's Electman. Yeah, why not? Gutsman. Nail it, nail it in it. Gutsman is definitely Bautista. Batista. Come this on. is where That's you want Bautista. Yeah. Yeah. Put him sure. in there. Bomb man. <laughs> Bomb, Bomb man. man. Oh, Lord. so nondescript. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the least descript. The Unabomber. Put the He's Unabomber in there. Tom. <laughs> who, who feels the most in character holding a giant, comically large cartoon bomb? It's the big old uh, cartoon bomb. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. But he's dead. John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. Sure. John Goodman. I'm thinking because he was in Speed Racer. Wow, we're all so. canceled. None. Only we only suggested straight white men. Yeah. Straight cis white men. Well, they're us. the bad guys. Well, well make they're, a they're the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Who's next? Is a yellow devil. 
the yellow. Oh, Ooh, we're getting into this weird anything stuff. Anything you say for this will get you canceled. <laughs> okay, well this, well this one you've got to just. Uh, yeah. I think it's CG. CG voice. CG voice, voice of Danny DePito. Oh, Danny. Oh, you DeVito. said Vin oh, Diesel. That's <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> and finally, who's playing Doctor Wowie? Doctor Wiley, uh, Jeffrey Wright. I like Jeffrey Wright. He's on that Westworld show where he plays a doctor of robots. Oh of yeah, sort. he's so Jeffrey Wright or the guy from Devs, the the one of the programmers that's working <laughs> on the thing. Did anyone else watch Devs? That show was great. Nope. John Lithgow. Wait, so who's... How about John Lithgow? Oh, I like John Lithgow. Lithgow. John Lithgow Devs. is dead. Nick Offerman was in Devs, and he was really really no, good. Fault. Nick Offerman's yeah. funny. Wait, who would be Doctor Light? He's not a bad guy, but if we're casting, we might as well do the whole thing. Who's playing yeah, Dr. Well, White? Santa yeah, Claus. Dr. I like it. Stephen uh, McKinley Henderson as Dr. Wiley. Okay. Okay. Yeah, here, you've seen this person in a million things, but they've never Wait. had like a breakout role. Okay, how about Jeffrey Wright as Dr. Light then? There we go. There we go. Oh, Perfect. man. Yeah. 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 I've seen him in everything. He's him, you great. know who he is. He's in everything. He's great. Yeah. Oh, that's good. perfect. Stephen McKinley Henderson? Yeah. yeah he's Wait, he's really, in the... really, really good in devs. You should definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. Was, okay. was he in the movie? Was he in Lady Bird? Or am I mistaken? What is it? Lady, why did Lady Bird? Why did Lady Bird come to mind? What um, is Lady Bird? He is in Lady Bird. He was in Lady Bird. As... He was Father Leviathan. He sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it. okay, yeah. I remember him. Okay, you know what? For that poll, I'm giving Gita the win. Congratulations, Gita. You have won the episode. Really? You have to Thank do you. homework. I've never now. played a single Mega Man game, so I'm happy. Very happy to have won. Yes. Uh, congratulations. Your reward is that you're going to have to email me. A question for next week that I will ask next week's panel. I can't wait. <laughs> Whatever. Question uh, before you we have. go, does anyone have any plugs or recommendations? My yeah, recommend- I, I, I found a YouTube channel I really liked last night. There's there, there's people last who make night. content on YouTube.com. Yeah, it was literally last night. I was thinking about that Tim Fallen guy, that the video game composer. Oh yeah, Silver Surfer, uh, the video game composer. Everybody everybody pretends nobody knows about. Yeah, yeah. So this this uh this channel I found um they he, this person does. Uh, really good mixes of someone's career in video game compositions uh, as a very, very nicely listenable uh, chunk. So he did a Tim Fallen one. It's 40 minutes. And you can just put it on in the background and just kind of have this cool like Tim Fallen compilation, which works really well. But the video itself that plays is very nice because there's no one talking, but it's really good like career retrospective of his work. Um, as you're watching so the the video is called artist feature number two colon tim fallen the channel is uh gst channel person has ten thousand subscribers so not super huge but all kinds of weird cool mixes the other one i watched last night was just a nine minute mix of bar and casino music from super nintendo games and uh it was it was good stuff so frank recommends (laughs) youtube.com youtube.com Okay. Forward slash Yoto. uppercase U, uppercase C, lowercase O. It's really long. I'm not going <laughs> to. Fair enough. Anyone else? YouTube.com. Did I already recommend Nightmare on Elm Street 2 or have I not done that? I uh, think I have. No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. So like I, I watched this movie recently by happenstance. And, and as it happens, a documentary about it just came out called Scream Queens. Uh, Scream comma Queen, I believe, actually, is is what it is. Um, I watched this movie just because I felt like watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And I got the second one and I I had to is the first movie where I paused it in the middle of it to read uh, research and reviews and takes on it because I had 
Uh, that's never happened to me before because this movie is basically Freddy is depending on how you d- it, interpret it. It is either the physical manifestation of homosexuality from the main character, or it is the manifestation of homophobia toward this character and his internal conflict about it. And it's it's a wild movie that I highly recommend because um, you know they they weren't that progressive at the time nineteen eighty. Four or three, whenever that came out, but you can mm-hmm. really read that as a progressive film in 2020 if you want to. The way that it's the way that it's done, and this documentary and many many uh, think pieces have described it as the the queerest horror movie of all time. Um, and in the past, people did that because of camp reasons. But if you look at it, it's like you've got this this guy who is repressing something within himself, whose parents don't believe anything that he says and think that he's on drugs and needs help. Like his dad is like, you just need a smack. And his mom is like, let's all just have cookies and not talk about it. The the actual, the fact that he is gay never comes up directly, but it is so clear in the text of the movie. It's really, it's really interesting as a movie to watch. So I highly recommend it. And then maybe watch that documentary if it's good. Scream Queen. Yeah. Uh, Gita, you already uh-huh. recommended Devs. Is there yeah. anything else you'd like to add to that? Um, let's see. I also read The Summer uh, Supernova Era, which is a great book by Six and Lou, a science fiction, hard science fiction book about a star going supernova close enough to our planet so that everyone over the age of 13 is given a fatal dose of radiation that will kill them within a year. And so we have to hand over the entire socioeconomic structure of the world to children. And you discover there's a lot. It's like a hard science fiction book that also treats sociology as a hard science, which I thought was really interesting. And it's really fun also to get an outside perspective on what people think of the United States. Uh, This book, Six and Liu, is from mainland China. And he's lived Mm -hmm. through a lot of history. And if you read his other books, you will know more about that. Also, like, he's so okay. So the the people that end up, the rulers of these countries, they, they end up having to sort of hold the place of the rest of sort of the youth of that country politically, socially, economically, what they mean. So the president of the United States is a little boy who's like perfect, uh, a perfectly cherubic, beautiful little boy, the most beautiful little boy anyone's ever seen. But he really didn't have any interest in politics, just realized from an early age that uh, the only way to escape the mundanity of American life is to find and like pounce upon an opportunity that will present itself to you like prior to the age of 13, which is absolutely true. Hmm. But then his secretary, secretary of state is just a, an evil little boy that looks like a skeleton who does heroin. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, like, true. Absolutely true. I can't yeah, I say know. you're wrong about that. Tim, you got anything on that caliber? Um, I probably do, but my life is trash right now, and uh, I just recommend uh, everybody just uh, have a uh, sofa. Just, en- just, <laughs> just enjoy what you have, and uh, never. I recommend don't uh, don't uh, live in a god darn hotel for six weeks, New Hampshire for a couple of weeks, an empty house with no air conditioning. Don't do that. That's my recommendation. Uh, everything I also sucks have, right now. Uh, some recommendations. 
Uh, I would yeah. like uh, our listeners to go on over to iTunes or Stitcher or any platform where you can rate and review podcasts and leave a nice one for us. It's a great way to increase the visibility of the show, or you could just tell a friend about it and let our correct video game opinions become theirs through osmosis. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you could subscribe at any level to submit your own questions, get episodes a day early, and exclusive mm-hmm. access to bonus recordings made from the parts before, between, and after episodes where we just hang out. You can talk mm-hmm. about the episodes or any other video game topic at forums.insertcredit.com. The more mm-hmm. granular or obscure the subject matter, the better. You could also follow us on Twitter. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Zafaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon mm-hmm. is at Necrosofty. And Gita uh-huh. is at XOXO Gossip Gita. This show's mm-hmm. editor is Blaine Brown with music mm-hmm. by Kurt Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Zafaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Gita. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and your game has now been saved. Game over, yeah! I'm going to go to jail pretty soon, I think. New York, baby.